Hey, this is Red Summer. And this is Anifa Walida. And we are your gay aunties. Hey, babies. <laughs> da, 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 da. We're back. Yes. And in a fact, uh, take a little break. Hey. Yeah, to eat some steak. Oh, yeah? Boy, that was a real <laughs> old school style, boy. That was like 1975. <laughs> to eat some steak. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's dive in. <laughs> did, have you, did you guys see the moon? Like yes. last night or a couple nights night, ago? Yeah, two nights ago. Amazing. Oh my God. It was gorgeous. Yeah. You know, like I was coming up, I was coming up Third Street and it was like, and it was, it was hovering the sky right where it's like huge. Mm-hmm. And it like took up, I was like, whoa. It was like green light goes. I'm like, I'm not moving. I got to look at this for a second. I'm like driving right. slowly right. past the green. But no one, no one honked though, because I think everybody else that was behind me was like, oh shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You didn't want to just drive by that too quickly, but um, anyway, yeah. So it was—it's just been—I'm appreciating nature. Good. We were coming out from seeing us when we saw it, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we was like, "Wait, what's happening right now? Is it? Is it <laughs> Are they coming?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, no, no. They not coming. She is here. Mother Earth. Yes. Our our beloved, you know, thank you for what gifts you still allow us to experience that are beautiful about you. You know, even though I know we having issues right now dealing with human beings, this particular species Mm -hmm. that has evolved on your planet. (laughs) (laughs) In whatever way you can your body. You know, well, you know, uh, well, yeah, we basically still doing the same things from Giddy Up. Eating, shitting, sleeping, fighting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and having sex and, and, and reproducing like a motherfucker, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but we do anyway. it digitally now, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, like, you know, again, our, our beloveds, our, our beloved human beings, uh, the millennials, you know, they keep saying that statistic about them not really trying to get their fuck on like that or at least not reproduce like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I think they've said that about every generation at some point. Well, I'm sure when people stopped having 13 and, and 11 children and the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the statisticians were like, what's going on? People are stopping it's, at five. <laughs> it's like, like, nigga, you ain't on a farm. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you don't, if you don't need them kids to work your farm. Listen, you can't feed them unless you have a farm. You know, all your business. Do like do like some immigrants do. They had them kids. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you getting you taking the cash register because we only trust family with money. Right. You know, you stocking the shelves. <laughs> um, you <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Whatever. So now Whatever. I look at five and I'm like, How, what? Who still does Ooh. that? <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! That's a okay. You know, this may be controversial, especially coming from a person that doesn't have any children. Mm-hmm. But. And, and, you know, I'm no communist, you know, <laughs> but, you know, and the Chinese only did this because they, you know, and they actually have since listed that band of the limited kids because mm-hmm. then they, they got nothing but boys. This is a whole right. generation of hella boys. <laughs> oh, the, the lonely boys. <laughs> that, they ain't got no girl. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Why did anybody think that through? <laughs> they did because it was all men. <laughs> <laughs> 
know it wasn't thought through. I seriously doubt any women was on that on that committee. Right. But I'm um, not saying I'm all that. But at this point in time, there has to be a general understanding, baseline knowledge around the how it is not necessarily good for the earth and those who call the earth home for us to be having this many motherfucking kids there's a lot of human beings on the face of the earth in the back of the days it made sense you needed hands on deck and also people had kids because half of them died anyway Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it was like a numbers game you know what i mean It was a straight numbers game, you know. But, you know, when when you have anomalies where some people still having 20-some-odd kids digging that shit's cute, that's not cute. I don't think that's cute at all, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, at what point is it, like, too many kids? Even And forget about financial means because, for me, it's not even about are you able to take care of all these kids. It's like, are we able to take care of all your kids? <laughs> Everybody else. <laughs> and everybody else who thinks like you having all these goddamn kids. Oh, well, I... As a mom, yeah. as a mom, please do t- so, what your feelings. As a mom, biologically, the second child barely made it here. Okay, <laughs> I was just like, I just don't know if I can do this again, right? <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. Um, but I was very clear that two was all that I could could do. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know fast forward in life I've had foster children and I have foster grandchildren and I have stepchildren and you know my my stepchildren have other biological siblings who are also family like it's it's a whole lot it's it's a zoo (laughs) it's a lot a lot of children um so like I get to see both sides of it I, I also have a like on my generational line um, on my mom's side, there's only three of us who are like mm. in the same age range. Yeah. Um, so the two of us who had children very early, you know, got married very early, um, were just like, mm, like, uh, aren't you a little young for children? <laughs> like, blah, 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 like that whole thing. Um, but then now, fast forward, our, our third cousin never had children. And mm. So it's kind of like, she's happy. Like, she's not like feeling like she's missing children. But now the family is flipped, just like, and you just never had children. You just never wanted them. You know? so it's really interesting how, you know, that concept switches depending on whatever people decide you're not doing right. Yeah, exactly. And that, even the whole concept of have, to have children or not, that whole conversation, I mean, I think we're past the point where, like, if a woman, regardless of her sexual orientation mm-hmm. or her, just anything, um, if she decides not to have children, because um, I have, I mean, just to put it out there, I have, like, straight friends who have not had children, mm-hmm. you know, and they're my age. So, you know, either that clock is stopped or that clock is, is banging like a mother, yeah. <laughs> tick tocking like a motherfucker, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, but they're happy and they're, and they live in their best life. Right. You know what I mean? Um, not to say that they may have times like, Oh, what it could have should have, but, but the, you know, that I think that time has passed where a woman is 
seen less than because she has made a de- either made a decision or for whatever reason has not had children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she can still be deemed a happy person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, finding happiness in life, you know. And then when you put the queer thing on it, you know, and in particular, I mean, this somewhat like adjacent to this conversation is like when like masculine presenting women you know, uh, get pregnant. Like either they're the pregnant one in the couple mm-hmm. or just in a prior life, they were pregnant. Right. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's not much talked about this. I know, I know that people that, I think that is such a, a, a gender clusterfuck for people. Yeah. Um, even queer people, even <laughs> queer people. Yeah. yeah. Um, where they have a hard time seeing this masculine body, not just literally just seeing her pregnant, but respecting and appreciating what it is to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For like give like like all the the adjuration that say a more feminine presenting woman when she's pregnant, like oh girl and what you feeling like you know they, they know that it's all this. It's magic is happening inside of her. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or whatever. However the magic come out, it's yeah, magic happening, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, you know. Are these conversations? And I'm, and I'm actually asking this question because again, I haven't had a child, but mm-hmm. it's it's you know, for masculine women out there who have had children, a child, multiple children, what have you. You know, how do people relate to you? You know, do do and and, and how do you how do you take that? energy that you get even when it's positive like someone's could it could it you know when you're when you're addressing a mom i'm you know or when i'm addressing a mom a pre, you know a, a mom to be you know and we're about the baby right now we're talking about the baby and what you're going through how you feel and it's like all my energy is not just on the baby it's like how you doing girl and da 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 and and the, you, you can't do anything but kind of focus on this being who is now in this this mother state yeah you know what i mean so you have to in other words the blend of the masculine body she's in and all that you have to address that is says everything that is woman mm-hmm. if you will and and i think it's about how where people their comfortability and understanding the balance between the two, especially if this is a masculine woman who's chosen to to carry a child. You know, yeah. I, I don't know how many people how comfortable they are with with making her comfortable. Right. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I said of the three foster daughters that I had, two of them have children and the two that have children are both masculine of center. Right. Word. Um, Speak. So my the oldest of the three she was already an out lesbian she was already a stud you know like we have in chicago they you know different 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 places um Mm -hmm. so we sent her away to college you know all excited like yes like you're going off to school and she decides that she's going to join the military and so Mm -hmm. we are Furious. No, you're gonna die. You're going into the military and the white man, you know. You don't understand. People have had to sign up for the military that didn't want to go. I want to go. And it was all dramatic, right? So, but very much an expression of her strength and her determination to do what she wanted to do. And she's the military woman now. Great. So then, um, it had been a couple of breakups too many where 
she lost the children that she had been caring for due to mm. the breakups. Mm. And, you know, that, that being the, the, the Maddie, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, gets kind of old when you're mm. investing emotionally in children. Um, yeah, that must be really because hard. you're, yeah, you're starting these relationships and you're really, uh, focused on being there and being family. And then that goes and then you lose access yeah, and to, it's the hard for the children. to children as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so she decided she wasn't doing that anymore and she was going to have her own child. Um, mm. and I remember like having to get past my own, like frustration of her not following the plan. Right. <laughs> because we had a plan and she's changing the plan every every year. She's doing something different. That's not on the plan. Now you want to have a baby. You're still in college. You got to blah, blah, blah. Like you're in the military, like all of these things. So having to get past the, the mom part of that and see how much support she needed, because she's walking down the street in boots and baggy pants and a big old oversized shirt and a baseball cap to the back with a big belly. And people mm -hmm. are losing their shit, like wow. literally. Wow. And wow. so he's 11, 12 now. So this is even before like people started seeing it a lot and it being like yeah. socially acceptable, so to speak. And so she took her pregnant belly pictures you know you go to the to Sears yes, right yes, yes <laughs> and she has yes. on a striped polo <laughs> her baseball cap and she's taking a picture holding her belly and it was like people who like were not affected in any way were furious with her like wow. in this most like beautiful wow. magic making like fantastic oh, part of life like oh, they were just like you're not a real stud you're not a blah 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 you oh, over there you man. know take a dick you know like so these are like so these are like other masculine women uh, like where, where the most of the criticism come from women. yeah wow wow definitely other masculine women just like wow you know how you gonna be the one having a baby the femme's supposed to have a baby and oh, real like hetero like yeah. For, like, ah. Like, and <laughs> so then I remember just like not being able to, you know, like hold any of my animosity <laughs> for the situation because like she really, like she was cool with it and she, you know, had her responses and she didn't need help, so to speak. Yeah. But mm -hmm. like as mom, like I really yeah. needed to like, make sure that be she understood right yeah. that you are a woman you have all of the parts that a woman will have and you can make a baby with those <laughs> biological parts like why should you not be allowed to be a mother right now <laughs> having to yes. flip my whole script as much as i was like why are you doing this you know yeah, now i'm just uh -huh, like well uh -huh. hold on like y'all gonna back up like <laughs> 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 and i think this you know this is before like this is like early social media right yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. you know she posts her picture and it's getting all of these you know yeah, good yeah, and bad responses imagine. and all of this stuff and you're having to figure out like how to manage this um mm -hmm. but i don't think that she gets 
much of it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think that that part that you're talking about, that being pregnant, you know, <laughs> that yeah. that part, like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure that because it's happened so much more and people are kind of like, okay, like, get over it, um, that it's it's waned a little bit. But mm-hmm. it it was serious. It was really serious. See, my thing is, like, what exactly are people mad at? You know, like, what's the, what kind of story is going on in their heads that, you know, if, okay, all right, so, like, who are the people? All right, so we have other masculine, you know, queer women, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they're upset because she's reflecting, well, being pregnant is now something that is feminine or woman feminine, so it's like their proximity and, under, and how they even relate to their own masculinity, maleness, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and their womanhood. Like, how are they, what's the relationship that they have mm-hmm. with their womanhood, you know? Because um, I don't think womanhood is by default feminine. Yeah. <laughs> womanhood is just, you were born a woman, you choose to live your life as a woman, and that woman is whatever the fuck that's going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, first first of all, uh, um, uh, uh, beef seekers, for clarity, mm. <laughs> whether you were born a woman or not, what I'm trying to say is that womanhood, I think, should not by default be feminine. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm a woman now because I'm feminine. Or I, you know, you know, that, you know, the full scope of womanhood is, okay, if you identify as a woman, whatever that is, the fuck for you, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> womanhood, you are that, now you're in this space of womanhood. How are you presenting womanhood? That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Beef seekers. Step back, back the fuck up. Anyway, right. <laughs> so I'm calling them motherfuckers now. I was like, "Why you trying to beef? Start beef? Why you trying to start beef?" <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I was. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it was also men. Mm. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's their relationship with what it is to be a man slash masculine. Right. Mm-hmm. And what that is for them, how they what they put on themselves and they hear someone that is ex, is able to expand how you can see masculinity by because she has the mechanics to get to have a child. Mm-hmm. So now you're seeing, you know, so it's, it's, it's people's really warped or shallow relationship with femininity, masculinity, malehood, mm-hmm. femalehood, man- manhood, womanhood, you know, and it's all, like I said, it's a big clusterfuck. And when someone is being, you know, deviant, not even deviant, it's not even a word. It's like, um, more like standing her ground in all that she can do and be. Yeah. And is. Mm-hmm. And some, that's too much. People haven't gone that far with themselves, so that's too much for some people. <laughs> right. When someone's simply being and doing all that they can be and do because of all that they were given mm-hmm. and can access. And I think it's, it's, it's out of the box, right? So people, they make these very strict limitations on what woman is, what man is, what masculine is, what feminine mm-hmm. is. And when you are not fitting comfortably in the box, then people become offended, right? When you mm-hmm. are not conforming to what everybody says you should be, like even people who will accept that, okay, you're gay, 
but you can only be gay this way and be a real gay, right? <laughs> Even the people what do I, I get? Do I get a trophy like, if I'm a real gay? <laughs> the people who are like, um, I'm against homosexuality because you can't have children. So then when you have children, they're like, oh, like my brain is exploding. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> now what? Now yeah. what do you have to say? <laughs> and also, let's let's keep it real. It's also, and this is back to men slash masculine women, you know, their relationship to privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, thinking that to be a man, you know, they may not think it outright, but no, they, they do, they do. But from their perspective, you know, of, you know, there's a privilege in being able to work a masculine form and, and navigate the world in a masculine-ish body mm. or masculine body or man body, whatever, mm-hmm. right? But it's also in conflict with the less said, appreciated and recognized privilege of being able to create a human being. Yeah. <laughs> okay and we like to mystify it and magic it and guide it and do all that but at the end of the day it is a privilege you know uh, a biological privilege to be able to be one of the the, the incubus for humanity okay, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know and I think that is at the heart of why men have a, a unfortunate relationship with femininity and also have at the same time have a a, um, a limited relationship with their masculinity, you know. It's just keeping that managing privilege, managing power, mm. you know. And so, and I know as a masculine woman, I know I acquire power, even though I'm walking, you know, half time walking down the street like you know somebody's prey, whether I'm a black, see me as a black man or a black gay man or mm-hmm. however you see me, I still know that I access power, even if it's I know I have no qualms by going out in the middle of the fucking night. And just like I don't, I don't, I, I have, I haven't really navigated the streets like a quote unquote uh, feminine presenting woman in a very, very, very long time. I still use good judgment, mind yeah. you. But sometimes, like, okay, I'm going, I'm going cross the street right now from crazy over there. Right. But, <laughs> but that's just me saying I don't want her to deal with crazy. Right. Not so much like I'm scared because I'm a woman. You know what I mean, mm, type of thing. Because mm-hmm. I know, especially on the nighttime, I'm, I, I completely am cloaked. You know what I mean? So there is privilege accessed and, and just, and even not even to get into the whole, you know, extremes of, you know, walking the streets at night type of thing, but there's a unsaid privilege that is accessed if not, if you're just masculine, but you also are very comfortable in your masculinity. Because yeah. then you're really able to navigate whatever masculinity affords you here in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I did have a point with this. What was I Asian two girl? Yeah, I was. I was just. I was using that just. Just as an example of just saying that this is also issue is their relationship with power and privilege, mm. but also not fully understanding, appreciating, and taking in outside of mysticism and bullshit and fluff and my queen and all that bullshit. You know the privilege um, of femininity. You know, and all that that gives. You. Yeah. Well, too. Like, I think cis men who are just a little who consider themselves to be more open-minded and be like yeah that's my gay friend she one of the boys right (laughs) and they accept (laughs) like they accept in their minds that like Mm -hmm. she likes what i like (laughs) like she's a girl but she's one of the guys like all right cool 
if she becomes pregnant, then they don't have a way to identify, like, mm-hmm. how did it happen? Like, is this something <laughs> that I need to be? Like, they've never even pictured her in a position to have. Right. And so it, it yeah. takes her out of being, um, like you're saying, like in that, that male power um, mm-hmm. and puts her, I hate to say it this way. I don't know another way to say it, but it lumps her back in the, in the woman box, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the, in the, mm-hmm. the ones who they marginally respect, the one who they, yeah. you know. Should open the door for her now? Yeah, <laughs> right. Seriously, right. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but even like so I've I've paid attention to men conversations um and mm-hmm. how they differ around feminine women and masculine women right so the mm-hmm. types of conversations that men are comfortable with having with my wife they would not have like with me in that same way right mm-hmm. um because you know they accept her as a, a masculine person, like she got on the same shoes they got on, right? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know? So they, you know, they, they, they will speak freely around her, like she, like they would speak around other men. Um, whereas, like I come in and I got to get the queen bullshit and the, you know, oh sister, let me blah blah blah, right? <laughs> Jesus. And so okay. then that would challenge their concepts you know mm-hmm. of, of what of how comfortable maybe they're going to be around her especially if she's sitting around with the same symbolism and, and a pregnant belly right so here's here's the thing and and just you know so when does that stop is that is that more uh, i mean for me it's it's just immature you mm-hmm. know what i mean i get it but it's it's it, at a baseline. It's just an immature way of to, of supporting your friend. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But you know. But as far as like you know, older women. I mean, I've had so I've, I have a, a good friend, older Butch. You know, I'm um, not like older, like you know, in the '70s, but like she's like a couple years older than mm-hmm. me, and um, uh, she wanted a child for a while and tried to go the the natural route you know, um, begrudgingly, but she, you know, she did uh-huh. what she needed to do, you know, and, you know, it didn't happen, but she really, really wanted to not just conceive, but to raise, you know, yeah. um, a child, you know, she's, she's a, she's a, a kid person. She was like, been a principal like forever, okay. you know, um, but educate another educator, you know, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, I, there was no when she was making it. She was trying, but like, girl, you know, all right. So you got your your best friend, you know, your male friend is down to da 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 da, and you know, we trying to figure this out. But it was never ever a thing of like, and you know, I don't know, you know, what what, what with she and I, there was never ever a thing, like you want to have, you want to like, you know, like, mm-hmm. or you want to, you know, if anything it was more, girl, you know, long as you're healthy, can you carry, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It was more that conversation, but. I just never thought to like to shame her or to be. I th- when I've seen pregnant book, I think I think it's beautiful. Quite mm-hmm. honestly, I think it's beautiful. It's like girl, go and do it. Getting the groceries, you doing your thing, yeah. you having a child, and next, what's next, and what's next? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The world is yours. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> but people don't like when you're all of it. Mm. They don't like when you can can do more than 
than what the the label says. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the pushback and a lot of the negative comments, and we've seen it, you know, on social media time and time again. We've seen it, you know, in threads and and chat groups or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As much as people want to be open-minded and they want to be cosmopolitan and they want to be forward-thinking, like there are still so many things. Like people get mad at us, like, and we like all the time. Like we're we're just saying, like, hey, like these are the places where I'm. I can move past what I think and believe, and these are the places where I'm kind of stuck. And people, you know, yeah. um, so I get it. I get that yeah. you know people don't they're not ready to to get out mm. of their 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 small places or get out of you know what they believe to be true you know it's hard especially mm-hmm. once you've developed a concept that you believe to be true to undo that thing and then to mm. undo it again and undo it again <laughs> like you just start nothing is true <laughs> <laughs> everything's a lie right? <laughs> um because everything is a lie. Them. Everything you've been told is a lie. I, well, yeah. Everything can be undone. <laughs> but people need those things. Like they need, like we have like religions and philosophies and all of these things because we need to believe that certain things are true. And mm-hmm. um, some people are, are, it will take a lot to get some people to let go of those things. Some people will fight you like violently, emotionally, physically, verbally, in whatever ways to hold on to those things. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to think of uh, like a, another analogy to like how this hard, fast things that the truth will set you free. Okay, black people in rhythm. I think it is a hard, fast belief that black people are born with rhythm. Now, I preface this by saying I do believe that aspects of culture can be passed down through DNA or access to those Mm -hmm. cultures can be passed down, the ease of access, the familiarity, something, something. Mm-hmm. If trauma can be passed down through DNA, so, so that just means experience can. Yeah. So to, to a very large degree, I do believe that, but we do not come out the womb on beat to the stanky leg or whatever the fuck. <laughs> now, not all my of us. proof, <laughs> no, not all of us. Now my proof, my proof, now, what I believe is that because culturally we are people of movement, that from giddy up, we have access to being on beat. <laughs> but if you look at any child that I would say four and under, some kids are, are evolved, but in general, child four and under, that is the years that they're learning rhythm. So when they at the barbecue, they just got their legs, they had mm-hmm. two or three, and, you know, they off beat like a motherfucker. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, go Juju, go whoever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ooh, ooh, off be like a motherfucker, but that's all right, but we like, but we gonna be saying go, go, whatever, mm-hmm. four, five, 
Still a little off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but at some point, and this happened with my grandnephew. I remember because my niece uploaded some videos at a barbecue, and I was like, he's doing a lot. He off beat like a bug, mm-hmm. but he's doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then I remember seeing where he finally was a, 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 a video, some barbecue, some family function, where I was like, oh! He found rhythm. Yeah. He found his rhythm. <laughs> My nigga found his rhythm, you know? And so that is our reality. And that's why you have a lot of young white kids now that, like, look like, you know, they're five years old and on beat like a mug. And that's only because they can watch a video like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have that. They have even, access, if, even if it's not in, exactly, even if it's not in their immediate house, it's in their house. Yeah, it's in their ears. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so that paradigm, that's a paradigm shift. And Paradigm shifts can hurt. It's scary. It's like, no, that's not true. No, we're we are superior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are superior people because we have access to rhythm. We're polyrhythmic. You know I mean? <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm bullshit. I'm, 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 but I'm just saying that. But these are very real. If, if you can relate to that, like if you're someone that's like, you know, how can someone not respect, you know, a pregnant butch? You know, think about that paradigm shift as a black person. Like, really? So we aren't born with. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that all that to say. <laughs> what will we talk about? <laughs> We're talking about children having 13, I mean, people having 13 children on the farm. <laughs> and then we went all the way to, to, we to, to. to pregnant masculine women. Um, but <laughs> these are things that are important to our queer community. <laughs> Very. Very. <laughs> um... But we actually started, and we're going to come back around, actually, um, enjoying the spring day. You know, I'm just really grateful um, in this moment. Um, uh, you know, I moved here a little less than a year ago, and, you know, not all of it's been easy, but I am so appreciating where I'm landing in 2019. And I was just telling Red that uh, um, my mom just purchased a house. Uh, here in Atlanta, everything's not quite finalized, but it's essentially finalized. Mm-hmm. We just got to close everything out, and I'm just really excited because that's something I really wanted to do was to finally retire my mom so you can kick back, yeah. you know, and actually, uh, you know, use the money she, you know, her pension money that she's acquired mm-hmm. <laughs> for her years of working, you know, and up north sucks it all up. Right. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's it's that that just feels good. So I'm I'm feeling really blessed and I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you. You know. Ashe. Um Ashe. Ashe. That's wonderful. Yeah, my mom definitely has that same um goal. <laughs> Even though like her house in, in Chicago is paid for, she's just tired of there. And so mm-hmm. she started looking also but she figured, you know. Yeah. Tell her, come on down, come on down. <laughs> when the children are done with school, they'll probably go back to Atlanta. That's more home for them um, than yeah. Chicago at this point. So, yeah, she wanted to be where they were going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, great. We get to start okay. that whole process all over again. You can help us. <laughs> well, I, I got a crash course in finding a house, you know, because mm-hmm. we did it in record time and I just want to big up to the, the the team that 
you know, was put together to help with this process because we closed, we found and closed the house within a month and anyone that's done that process, they're like, well, you did what? I'm like, yeah, we did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we you just know, sold so, the house. It was on the market for five days. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's the market's hot. Yeah, you so know. 22 yeah. days. Well, we that's, up, that's up in D.C. though. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. But I think, yeah, so, too, you know, like we've been talking about the whole process of children, but um, the relationship with our parents, you know, as we mm-hmm. get older, like we become more responsible for our parents as they age. In very granular ways, too, mm-hmm. and, and very, in and, and layers, you know, um, it's and I, I think I've said this on the show, so I won't I won't go too deep into it but i'm telling you if if you were raised half right mm. <laughs> <laughs> just half <laughs> as my, if you was raised half right <laughs> um there is a particular joy that can be had when it gets to the point that you know to whatever degree you have to take care of your parents or parent you know um even if your relationship doesn't have to be perfect with them, but if you have a relationship, it is such an opportunity to have a great relationship. Yeah. You know, um, listen, I'm not speaking about my family, obviously, you know, everybody's family's different, but um, just, 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 just do right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, cause like the team, they're like, oh, you're such a great daughter. I was like, well, she was a great mom. Yeah. I mean, this shit is reciprocal. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, all right, all right. So this continuum of motherhood, all right. Uh, when does motherhood stop is my question. Ooh. Like we have a general idea, it stops when, when niggas is out the house and paying their own bills, essentially. But I, I'm, you always shake your head, you know, <laughs> it just takes different forms, yeah. you know. Um, and even when the mother then becomes the grandmother, then becomes a senior, you know, um, that relationship is still there, that still needs continual nourishment and, and it's still trying to change and form. Like it's not, what you experience in childhood is not set in stone. That's what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. And that there are are different layers and levels and tiers to the mother, daughter, mother, son, or parent, child relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if one or both are open to that. Yeah. And I, you know, with it being said, you know, we're definitely talking about experiences where the parents are, are present and available and, and mm-hmm. um, not abusive yes. and, and all those things um, in lots yeah, of ways or have maybe have been in some ways. Have ways. development issues. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> But you all are still connected, right? <laughs> Do whatever those, exactly. those traumas were. Um, I watched my mother, like be able to transition my grandmother over into ancestorhood. Like it was, it was important to her. Um, Mm. And watching that process take place, um, I still knew that it was going to be a very long time before I was going to have to like um, participate in that 
Um, but it's in the back of my mind, right? Like at some point, like I'm going to have to plan um, to be available to my mother in that way. At some point I'm mm. going to have to, and I have an older sister who um, I won't say is no longer with us. That sounds very grim, but we lost communication with her um, when I was 11. And so I'm not really okay. sure like where she is on the, the planet right gotcha. at this time. Um, so I'm, I would mm-hmm. be my mom's primary caregiver almost as if I mm. were an only child. Thankfully, I do have um, uh, another like life sister who was there with my mom now. Um, so mm. as my mom, you know, goes through medical declines and, and all these kind of things, like she has someone there with her, she, you know, there's a car and take her shopping, all that kind of stuff. So I haven't had to like go and, you know, take, take that full responsibility. Go back and forth to Chicago. Yeah. And yeah, my mom yeah. is, mm-hmm. is still up and rocking and rolling. Yeah, she's still chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, she's still rocking and rolling. Yeah, yeah exactly. Things, but becoming. She's far from all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's becoming more aware of her mortality as her Mm. friends are starting to transition and you know her schoolmates and our cousins and uncles and you know all of those people um but and it's it's interesting too because my mom had gone like back home three times for funerals Mm -hmm. and I was like putting myself in the place to really like oh my mom like she's blah 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 and all her friends and then I realized that I just missed two funerals in Chicago myself right wow (laughs) and so it really is is interesting for me like I guess just the blessing of being able to move into elderhood you know because my friends Mm -hmm. who are passing are not elders Right. So the blessing of being able to live into elderhood and then, you know, to have family with you as you go on and transition, um, like that's a whole other part of life that sometimes queer people are cut off from, you know, and it, you know, I don't know how much it has changed, but I'm I'm assuming that it's it's changed a lot since like we were, you know, young little (laughs) queers trying to (laughs) run around and find ourselves like the stories that I was hearing at that time was like people were were cut off from their families, their families disowned them. Um, They were not allowed to be a part of, you know, the the family unit and, and those right, the functions and all of that stuff from that point. Um, and so, you know, I definitely identify the, the blessing and being able to still be able to be connected, um, to still be able to be a part of, of all of those things. Even some people are, are managing very, um, difficult medical issues and like all kinds of stuff that people are, are dealing with. But I think just coming back to the point of that, when we whether it's our, our biological families that, that we're a part of, born into, or the created families that a mm-hmm. lot of us are a part of. Word, um, speak about that. Yeah, <laughs> because a lot of my, the majority <laughs> of my motherhood is not for children that I've birthed into the world. Um, or, e- or even identifying those aunties, uncles, mm-hmm. or gunkles, whatever they call them, you know, um, like as... So I guess really Gen Xers um, are going to be the senior class to millennials, mm-hmm. right? 
And, you know, what does it say as a, as a community, like really looking out for queer elders? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, especially because a lot of us didn't have children, you know, um, like don't let your auntie Hanifa be out here on these streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nobody looking. Right. You know what I mean? Like, nah, son. But, um, but yeah, it's like, we are the people of created families. And so those same obligations, if older people have helped you, carried you through, your parents dropped the fucking ball, mm-hmm. you you gotta you gotta look out for them yeah. to to whatever degree yeah, yeah. that you can, you know. But you need to be willing to because they are your created mother and fathers, aunts, uncles, what have mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it is the same thing. So I was yeah, even thinking about a, when, um, yeah, like. Cece's my mom. Like, she's my gay mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. I came into the community, she very much took me in as daughter. Um, when her father passed, like, I'm getting on the highway. I'm going to Little Rock. Like, I'm going to be there for my grandfather's <laughs> funeral. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so a lot of, like, how we see family, how we experience family, um, it mm-hmm. evolves past you know, like we were saying before, past that box, past that, that really yeah. narrow sense of, you know, who, who is family, who, you know, can participate or have access to family. Um, those things, those lines are not, they're not as, as hard drawn as they used to be. No. And back to our book's mom, what's in that belly that is just throwing y'all the fuck off is family. Mm. <laughs> She's making a family. Yeah. That is her family. And anyone, the reason why you, you, I know we going all over the place today. Listen, this is what the fuck you get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, pregnant feminine women or whatever, there's a reason why you're always sending good energy to her. Mm-hmm. She is, creating a child and that energy is 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 given to the child you know even if the mother's being strong about whatever negative energy is coming to her she still has to process it and so does her mm-hmm. child you know what i mean so why aren't you affording this this butch woman or this masculine woman the same goodwill as you do yeah. <laughs> any other pregnant woman you know but and then too okay so it didn't, I don't even know how to bring it up. So I have uh, friends, I guess, like people in my life who are mm-hmm. trans men mm-hmm. who either have had biological children before mm-hmm. they transitioned um, mm-hmm. or during that process or like before the process were seeking to conceive um, at some point so you know before everything you know finalized um and so that was a a, an interesting or that has been uh an interesting conversation or or interesting things that i've watched people navigate um that like when when mom becomes dad or you know well, you know, this maybe actually just makes me think about this scene in uh, You People when Ignacio, who's a trans man, um, but also has, I think at the time, yeah, 
the man was like 16-ish, mm-hmm. a teenager, whatever. And, um, and she was like, when she came out as trans to her daughter, you know, um, her daughter like, whatever makes you happy, but you know, do I have to call you dad because I already have a dad? Mm-hmm. And Ignacio was like, no, mom is what I know. Yeah. Like that's, you know, like this, that, that's a whole identity onto itself outside of gender or sex. Yeah. Like that really, it literally is a whole other identity. Does he, he Ignacio trans. And it's funny, everything I've ever told my daughter, um, the first thing she always said was, well, are you happy? And I'm like, yes, I'm very happy. She said, well, that's all that matters. She said, I only have one question for you. Do I have to call you dad? And then I said, she said, because I, I have a dad. And I was like, actually, no, I like mom. I was like, you don't have to call me dad because I really love being a mother. And I'm so attached to being a mother and that 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 idea of motherhood in my mind, what that means is beauty. Like, so she's like, no, you call me mom, because that's who the fuck I am yeah. <laughs> to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> to we are to each other. And I, and I just thought that was beautiful, and I've never... Especially when you people came out, like this is like 2006, that was no, it's to the large parts, is still not a part of the trans experience or trans conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, at least I haven't heard. Maybe it has been said, but I haven't heard. You know, um, so I just thought that was such a beautiful moment, yeah. you know, in, in the film. Absolutely. Um, when he said that. Yeah. Yeah. So we can be it all. That's that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, what, what what you know? I used to do this thing like, man, I got all these strikes against me. I'm I'm black. I'm a woman. I'm queer at the time. Muslim. I was like, God damn, how how am I walking in this world? But each one of those things, in there lies privilege. Mm. <laughs> you know. So I actually have. So even when you have all these days, people may see that you got checks off, or you're on the shit bottom of the of the of the of the life pole. Mm-hmm. If you're this, that, and the third. But um, at the end of the day, if they all have, I have more privilege, really. Mm. If I want to, you, if I want to access it, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you feel me? Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? You know um, that those yeah. things don't have to be the the defining things that make you feel bad or feel like something is wrong yeah. with you. Like all of those things are things that can make you absolutely amazing. Exactly. Or I just have access to more worlds as well. Mm-hmm. It's just like learning a language. You all of a sudden have access to an entire different world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that's power in that. That means you have access to knowledge. Yeah. Which means you know things that others don't. <laughs> that's exactly what that means. Wow. That's exactly yeah. what that means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, but using that power um, is a whole different skill set um, that, you know, we can teach to an extent, but ain't nobody expert on that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah my brain is like working working because i really want to start thinking about this like what you're saying about different ways that we access power um different ways that we have um experience with power different ways that we deny mm-hmm. our power like a lot of the things that you know people could could identify as you know what makes us less than like just transferring that into like what makes me powerful yeah like i really want to dig more into that you know even just Mm -hmm. for myself (laughs) yeah 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 it's a little baseline theory we can put out there Mm -hmm. you can 
you know, there is a nice little thing you can well, decide. Well, I unpack. see it. I see it right now yeah. in, especially in media. Mm. Like, black girls are doing some really, really interesting things in the world because yeah. they got to the point where they were so just so tired of being told by everybody else that they're unlovable and they're unmarriable and they're yes. like like yes. undesirable and all yes. of those things mm-hmm. and so they have created multi-billion dollar industries you know <laughs> to yeah. celebrate mm-hmm. themselves without anybody exactly. else's participation and it's even more interesting and this is you know another tangent that we're taking but follow me I have noticed (laughs) (laughs) that black women are replacing white women in a lot of things on Mm. in media. Mm. (laughs) And we talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about it before we were like, the commercials are starting to switch over. (laughs) It was like white men and black women a whole lot. (laughs) Well, media in general are um, not like they ever forgot, but how even more measurements as how much just black entertainment, you know, is money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> black faces are money, you know, uh, you know, it is what it is, but, um, but all yeah, of that but the, say, like wherever you fall, like start mm-hmm. celebrating yourself and, and making space for yourself. And, you exactly. know, if you need to create a new family or you need to go on and make you one, or, <laughs> you know, if you need to, exactly. you know, move in a different way that celebrates you, um, create a new reality outside of everybody's expectations. Pave your lane or lanes. Have Atlanta style lanes. Ooh. Like with a 75, 85, and 20 meet. I'm talking about eight lane wide on one side type mm-hmm. highway lanes. Yes. Make as many motherfucking lanes. <laughs> Atlanta will just add a lane, won't they? <laughs> Atlanta like, oh, we need more room. Let's add a lane. <laughs> Fuck a real subway. <laughs> And more lane. <laughs> but yes, you should Got be this. Atlanta. You should add add your own lane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this is LLC F U out this wazoo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, the yes. LLC's up and running, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, all right. We've gone everywhere. Everywhere. Um, and that's because we took we took a little bit of a. Uh, a break. Well, you know, mm-hmm. listen, we gonna come to y'all as best we can and when we can, as we can. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna round this show off. Yes, we did go everywhere, but I, I think the general themes was the um, uh, um, kind of doing backstrokes and the whole scope that is womanhood. What does that look like? How does that feel like, mm-hmm. you know, and then moving into, you know, really hovering around this 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 beautiful beast of what is motherhood and then what is motherhood and, you know, in child relationships look like as you move on? Mm-hmm. Or what does motherhood look like as you age, basically, kind of? And we went somewhere else. We, we went a few places. Yeah. We went all <laughs> you the know places. What we did? <laughs> <laughs> We are, we are the places, but um, you know the best way to direct us, y'all, is just write a letter so we can answer it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can focus your aunties. Yes, because your aunties just... will go on and on unless you mm-hmm. you give us somewhere mm-hmm. to go. <laughs> 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 we'll just walk in the park. 
Exactly. It's a beautiful Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, girl, what you doing? <laughs> um. <laughs> so if you want to send us a letter, you mm-hmm. can do so at yourgayaunties at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram at yourgayaunties. Uh, you also can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com backslash. Is it backslash or forward slash? Slash. Yourgayaunties. <laughs> So that you can, you know, make sure that you are a part of our family and you are supporting this mission that we are creating. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly, but uh, surely mm-hmm. and, and, and fairly consistently. Yeah. And I might add that our audio has gotten uh, or has improved over time. Um, I was speaking to a, um, a fan who had been listening from the, uh, the beginning. She had listened to the, I don't think she listened to the, the last couple of episodes or so, but yeah, and she was straight. She was like, yeah, that audio in the beginning, girl. I was like, listen, I'm sensitive. <laughs> You know, we working. That's because I'm an audiophile, so that was driving me crazy too. But we trial and mm-hmm. you know, through trial and error and all that. I think and we're Patreon there. contributions and, to help us get more equipment. Exactly, we're going. Yes, exactly. Like uh, um, Red's mic is in the mail, so once we both have the same mic, we should be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I also want to thank Squadcast because out of all the different ones that we've tried, this one has been the best. Yeah. Because me and Red get to see each other, mm-hmm. which is, you know, helps with dynamics. <laughs> <laughs> and it has recorded us the best. And when we fuck up, they back up our audio. So that's a quick unpaid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we pull out the squadcast.fm. <laughs> and okay, that being said, um, we're going to bounce. But yeah, holla at us because uh, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, and with that being said, I am Hanifa Walida. And I'm Red Summer. Bye, babies. Later.